0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Where if Feet Take You podcast. I'm Kayla Bowker, and here with Aaron Allfant. And we come to you about every week, talking triathlon, our passion for the sport. We answer your questions. We talk about life and training, and life balance, coaching, and everything in between. I am a professional triathlete, mom to two little boys, and coach at Where you Feet Take You. And Aaron is an elite amateur age grouper. Uh, coach it where your feet take you, and between the two of us, we have a lot of experience and a lot of years in endurance sport and coaching and triathlon, so that's one of the reasons we just want to share our love for kind of everything that goes on with it. Um, Before we get started into the actual podcast here, uh, we're going to do some rapid fire stuff and then answer some questions. Just a quick reminder that you can send us questions at You.com slash podcast. Your questions help kind of keep this running a bit and allows us to give you guys uh, answer the topics and just kind of the content that you want to hear. Also, if you are loving the podcast, which I hope that you are, you can support the podcast uh, via Patreon at whereyfeettakeyou.com. No, sorry, that's not right. It'll be a link in the bio, a link in the bio because it's gonna be too much of a mouthful for me to actually say it. But your support really goes a long ways um, for us. Like, I it's hard to kind of even share how much like just a couple people doing six dollars a month can really make a difference. It helps kind of cover the costs of some of the recording platforms that we use, and just kind of a little bit across the board. This um, so was something that. One of these days I'll chat about too because I listened to it from somebody else in a different podcast about how a small amount can really make a huge difference for people like Aaron and myself. Um, So thank you to the people that have signed up already. We are hoping to really kind of continue to make the, the, Patreon area, more of a community. And as more people kind of join, we'll kind of ha- continue to have it grow. As of right now, it does have uh, quite a few mini episodes in there. I put, I do early uh, release for the guest episodes. And again, moving forward as it grows, we do want to add some kind of community chat type of app aspect to really get everybody connected. So again, your support is really appreciated across the board so thank you to everybody that I supported with listening sharing su- supporting via patreon and any and all of the above all right that's enough of that the non exciting stuff um aaron how's the week going happy week <laughs> i just have not been sleeping
1: well and it's been pretty miserable i'm someone who like, even if I just don't get, like, seven hours, I start to feel it, and I've been getting three and a half, four hours, and I've just been miserable. Um,
2: but, yeah, that's not fun. I've lived that life.
1: <laughs> and uh, my gym is basically kicking me off staff because I can't commit 12 hours a week. So mm. I'm losing my gym membership, so I have to find a new pool.
0: That is a bummer. I would say you could come swim with me all the time, but it's like an hour drive, so yeah. that would be silly. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'll figure it out. It will be fine. It was just a nice perk that I enjoyed for a while. I'm also sad because I do enjoy still like going there to coach the kids
0: yeah. every now and then. Um, they won't even like, let you like continue to coach the kids every once in a while no. with paying for a membership? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's,
1: it's frustrating because I really do, like, I care about those kids. I'm still checking their meet results frequently. I love helping the head coach out when he's at travel meets. But, um, yeah, that's another bummer of my week. So hopefully it gets better. So
0: Yeah, that is, because uh, you just would not, committing to 12 hours a week would not be possible just, and do triathlon, like, you'd have to get yeah, I thought up. about
1: it and it's like if I had 12 hours a week I'd want to be training
0: more <laughs> so yeah it's... right yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I'm sorry to hear that that's frustrating and a bummer and hopefully yeah. hopefully you start sleeping I know the. It's like, yeah <laughs> yeah how no, are you doing doing good um finally kind of feeling like we're out of the weeds with Sickness, um, we got hit hard last week with sickness. I can't remember if we re- recorded before because we recorded early last week. Um, so on Thursday last week, Baylor started vomiting at like 2.45 in the morning. And he threw up from 2.45 to 6 a.m. And then like every half hour was throwing up. And then Skyler started throwing up at 9.30 and he threw up all day. Um, and so that was really fun that was a fun experience um yeah that's awful yeah it it was um just well you just kind of give into it and you you know hope that nobody else gets sick and yeah you do what you can and the kids do the the kids handled it better than i we would have right like that's one thing (laughs) children are extraordinarily resilient like they i mean yeah they were they were miserable and they were tired and you know but for the most part they were in better spirits than we would have been if we had been throwing up every half hour. <laughs> um, they didn't complain. They just they'd throw up and then they'd lay back down and watch Spider-Man. <laughs> like, geez. <laughs> um so that was fun. Um, so that kind of kind of messed up last week a bit. So back kind of in the swing of things this week, um, have kind of had an up and down training week. Not a bad one, just Up and down yesterday wasn't good. Um, uh, What what was yesterday? Yesterday Yesterday's Wednesday. Yeah, yesterday did not go well. Um, But this morning, I had some TT efforts in the pool. That went okay, and yeah, we're just back in the swing of things. We've got. uh, I I know how you're probably feeling the same way, but Ironman Texas is rapidly approaching. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Yeah. Quick. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we're like 10 weeks out. It is now time to get really serious. <laughs> I'm feeling good about it, though. I like. Yeah. I don- I
1: feel like my training's in a really good place. I mean, I adjusted my workout yesterday. I mean, I was supposed to be an hour and a half with some tempo efforts, and I just did an hour easy. Because with the lack of sleep, that's what I felt like was best for me. Yep. Um, yep. But going to throw some tempo up efforts into my four-hour ride instead and like i just feel like this build has gone fairly smooth i mean mm-hmm. I got sick at the beginning of it but i think i'm in a good place to start increasing that volume more so yes
0: yep no you've uh it's a you're in a really good spot um and you know everything i just like where everything's looking um like your atp kind of showed you kind of put that on uh Instagram the other day, but your ATP graph or whatever not your ATP graph, but your graph, your performance chart graph, like really showed a really good you know, we're in a good progression spot. Um and it is time to start adding some volume and you have some volume next week. Um, yeah.
1: So and I mean I'm my weekly hours are already more than they were in the build up to Kona because I've just mm-hmm. learned how to manage my time a bit better. Yeah. Um so that's helping me feel a bit more confident, I think, too.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I, and like you said, you're, you feel like you're, by understanding your work schedule better, it, it leaves you less in like a wishy washy kind of state where you're just not sure if you can do something and wanting to yeah. do this, you know. And so, um, yeah, it's good. Awesome. All right. Well, we are going to start today with some random rapid fire questions, um, rapid fire ish (laughs) that I created. (laughs) Um, so, all right, you ready for these? Yep. Let's do it. Okay. What is your favorite type of training session?
2: Ooh, uh,
1: Oh, no, Light. that's um, my answer's not being very rapid fire. Kayla, you go. Kayla, that's you go. all right. Okay.
0: So I love doing 800s in running, um, except for yesterday, because I had 800s yesterday and it did not go well. But that was because there was some mental stuff going on yesterday. Um, in the pool, I like strength work because it makes me feel strong. Um and on the bike I just like to go for long rides. I don't like that structure. Just long rides. Go for a long ride. Those are my favorite sessions.
1: On the bike, I love hard efforts where there's no wattage assigned to it. Just go hard. Yeah. Um on the run I like things with walk efforts. And even if it's only, like, a thirty-second minute minute walk, it really helps me break it up. Like, I think my two-hour run Mm -hmm. this weekend is, like, 10-minute run, one-minute walk. And for me, it just, like, mentally really helps break it up. Um, And swimming, it so depends on how I feel in the water. But... (laughs) Like, sometimes I love 300s, sometimes I have no interest in doing more than a 50, so.
0: Yeah, I can totally relate to that in the pool. Um, Like, some days I will do, like, 400s, no problem. And then other days, like, the idea of doing 100 makes me upset. The one thing I do not like doing in the pool, which is probably because I didn't grow up a swimmer, like, when I have to do... Because I can do it in any. I can do it in running. I can do it in biking. Like I, I could do twenty by two minutes on the bike, or twenty by two minutes in the run. But if I have to do like even ten by a hundred or fifteen by a hundred, no, I have to, I have to, I have to break it up. Like do something yeah. in the middle. I don't. I can't do the repetition in the pool. I don't mentally. know. I think, but that's what you did growing up. Like you guys probably you did a million by a. 200 a million by 50 like kind of I
1: don't know no. like mm-hmm. it, it was always broken up differently though like mm. if we did 10 200s it'd be like 4 200s at white 3 200s at pink 2 200s at red 1 200 mm-hmm. at purple like yeah. so you're never doing like I mean sometimes you have 10 100s threshold and whatnot or just,
0: But yeah, actually, what I've really been enjoying, and we're like totally not rapid firing this, but this is like a good, cool. I like this comment for some reason, or this top. I like where we're going with it. Um, I've been really enjoying doing like mixed efforts in in a set. So like doing a two hundred, and I do the first fifty easy, and then I do the third twenty five really hard, and then or something like that. Like, or I'll do I'll do five by one hundred, and I'll do I'll go. Twenty-five hard, seventy-five easy, and then twenty, like just mixing up like each one. So then the second twenty-five is really hard. The third twenty-five is really hard, and just like mixing in the middle of it, and it really breaks it up, makes it interesting. Um, and I also think that's something that a lot of athletes do wrong in swimming. And as an adult onset swimmer, I know that's like one of the hardest things, like changing, being able to change paces, and instead of only doing one pace. and kind of being able to change paces in the middle of things, I think, is a really good way to help improve your swimming a little bit. Yeah. I hate doing it. I'd rather just swim one pace. Yeah. I know a lot of people do. But it, for me, it breaks it up. Cause it's like, okay, I've got to go hard right now. And then, oh, all of a sudden, I'm done with the 400 because I alternated my thinking. I don't have to think as much.
1: Yeah. I like doing it. I don't know. Swimming's wow. weird.
0: Swimming is weird. My brain's I dead.
1: Agree. You guys can I tell that, that my brain's just, like, not firing. Lack of sleep really affects <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Um. Okay. Um, favorite movie?
2: I like It's a Wonderful Life.
0: Oh, I've never seen that.
2: That's pretty old, isn't it?
0: It's really old. Yeah, it's a Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah. All right. Mine is going to be extremely random. Well, extremely weird. Most people are, and would never guess this. But um, any of the Avengers movies. Oh. Like Avengers Endgame is probably my all-time favorite movie. I can watch it a million times. Wow. Over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that.
0: No. Love the Avengers. Don't, I, I like, don't always necessarily like need to watch all the Marvel movies. Like, but I do like I'm a huge Marvel movie fan. Like, I've seen almost all of them. Um but the Avenger the four Avengers movies they're coming out with a new one i think this year and i'm really excited. Yeah, most people never guess that. But Avengers is more my Yeah, i um, didn't have guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> uh best trip you've ever been on.
1: Uh i think Hawaii
0: with my family. Yeah.
2: That sounds, that's always a good one.
0: How about you? Um, you know, I was thinking about this as I was writing it, and I had a really hard time coming up with, like, one specific trip. Um, But it came, you know, the couple that I really, like, stuck out to me are some of the ski trips I did with my dad, because we used to go powder chasing every year. Like over spring break and Christmas break, we literally wouldn't decide where we're going till the night before. We would watch where the storms are going. Oh, that's so fun! And then we would hop in the car, and my mom would call ahead somewhere. My dad would be like, "Okay, we're gonna make it to Boise." My mom would call ahead and book us a room to stay the night, and then we'd make it to like Salt Lake, or we'd go to Revelstoke, or whatever. Um, so those are definitely top on my list. Um, and then. We just did some really cool stuff growing up. like Our white, when we mountain biked the white rim, white rims, no, yeah, white rim and canyon lands when I was in seventh grade. That was a cool trip. That's like a five-day mountain biking trip. And That's really cool. Backpacking the Grand Tetons was cool. I don't know. So I had a hard time coming up with one, as you can see, but those are some <laughs> top favorites. <laughs> Um, okay. If you could accomplish one thing in sport that you haven't accomplished yet, what would it be? I I have an answer for this one, but
1: I want the, I want the age group overall win.
0: Yes. Really
1: badly. I want to, I want it. love that
0: for you. Yeah. That was a big one for me too. Yes. Love that. That's
2: a good goal for you. Um, I, you know,
0: I I thought my first thought was like, oh, to podium at a at a at a professional race, um, but I don't even know if that's necessarily like one. It is one thing I want to accomplish. So yes, there's an answer for you. Like one thing I want to accomplish, but I also, I I don't know. I don't know if I can totally answer this because. Like I feel like I have a lot left to accomplish like across the board. Um within like my, myself and you know, trying to qualify for certain things or something like that, but also trying to find ways to encourage other people to be in the sport is more long I don't know. So I don't really know where I want to go with it. There's my answer that's not a great answer, but I do want a podium
2: at a professional yeah. race. So hell yeah yeah um
0: okay and last one is where is our nope i already answered that one those are it I just... <laughs> 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 uh, so those are our fun non-rapid rapid fire questions um Okay, so now we had uh, a couple of questions off of Instagram and, um, and then some that I wrote. I did not write the people's names down, so I apologize you're not, for not giving shout-outs on these, but um, <laughs> I didn't write your name down on my little piece of paper. I just wrote the question. So the first question is, what do you do when you have an extra hour of time that you did not plan for? <laughs>
2: um.
0: This was I finally laughed at this one because I like never have this.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I will have dinner done earlier, which is always exciting. <laughs> so, mm. Um I sometimes I just like enjoy walking around Nordstrom Rack, so I'll go do that. Mm, <laughs> um, fun.
0: I could see that. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I <laughs> But usually yeah. it's just like, oh, cool, I can actually have dinner ready by 7 instead of at, like, 7.45. And then that just gives me more time to wind down and watch TV at night. Yeah.
0: That's kind of how I feel about it. Um, I rarely have an extra hour of time. And unfortunately, when I do have extra hours, I usually just jam them full of things. Like, I will work more. Or I will try to get caught up on emails. Or... <laughs> Uh, it's. I have a really hard time. Very rarely, though, it feels really good when I do do it. Is I will sometimes just be like, you know what? I'll get to training plans tomorrow, and I sit on the my bed and watch TV shows, and it feels so good to do. <laughs> you should do it more often. oh it's it's. Uh, I am definitely your stereotypical. First child, millennial, or whatever that is, whatever those that stereotype is of like, if you're not working, you're not doing or whatever. Like that is me. That is me. It's a problem, and it's like a big thing. Like when I transitioned from working a quote unquote like a, a a corporate job to working remote and and coaching, like running my own business. It, it has taken me a lot of years to let go of this concept that I don't have to be working from like eight to four or whatever. Like I can go train. It's okay. Like this is the life that you created. You, you, yeah. don't, have, you don't have to. Like even now, like still, I mean, I, I'm almost 10 years into this of running my own business and having create and I still have problems with it. Um, so I'm your very, I'm that stereotypical person. Um, but like the other day I did have an extra hour in, cause I thought I had meetings till four and I only had meetings till three and I was like, well, I could lift or I could do nothing or I could go to the grocery store and I went to the grocery store.
2: Well, but so. it takes something that
1: like has to be done off your task. It did to need to be lunar. done. We had
0: no food. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Okay, so this one, um, what is the most challenging thing that we've ever done?
2: And why would we do it again? Huh. Yeah. Thought-provoking. I have an answer if
0: you need a minute to think.
1: I think I know my answer. Um, I think... Having all the surgeries that I did while I was swimming and still like staying in the sport and like never giving up on myself, um, I think that was super challenging. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I do think a lot of people, if they were in that situation, would quit, yeah. Um and honestly, it's never something I even really thought about, but I just, I kept working hard and I mean, I never got to the same level that I was at, but, um, I think there was like something rewarding about finishing what I started.
0: Yeah. And allowing yourself now to have the space to do what you're doing now. Because yeah. if you'd given yeah. up then, you probably wouldn't be doing what you're doing now. And at probably the level not. you're doing it at. Not at the level, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you would maybe you'd be dabbling, but you not at the level, probably. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, because by not giving up on it, you just didn't give up on yourself more than anything. And that yeah. taught you a lot.
2: Yeah.
0: Um mine is semi twofold. Um one, having kids this was one of the most challenging things yeah, I've ever I done. I figured that um, would have to be one of yours. Yeah. Uh, and I would one hundred percent do it again. Um but another one that I, I did was um when after I left college and this is something that I wish I had done earlier, actually. Um, but I decided that I wanted to go skiing. I, I, I didn't want to go get a real job. I I wanted I wanted to go live in Utah and I wanted to spend a year skiing. Um and so that's what I did. I packed up my car and I found a place to live via Craigslist and just chatted with somebody on the phone and decided like paid up front and never saw the house, never met the person, didn't know anything, literally like worked my ass off that summer to make three thousand dollars because I figured that was enough to get me started until I found a job and I packed up my car and moved to Utah for a year. Um, And it was one of the best years I've ever had. Um, And looking back, that is what I should have done out of high school. I was not ready for college because I was didn't believe in myself enough I had to think to go to college actually and to stand up for what I needed and taking that time to go do something that I loved would have like really forced me to grow up a lot faster those
2: are my two still Um,
1: super cool that you did that after college I think it's super cool
0: I I'm really proud of myself for doing it um it was it took a lot of, you know, a lot of guts. I was someone who's, I've always been kind of a homebody. Like, I mean, I I now live two miles away from my parents. Like, (laughs) 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 Uh, I am that person. Um, and so choosing to do something, I didn't, I didn't know a single person. I didn't have a job. I didn't, I, I had a place to live, but that's about it. And I just, that's what I wanted to go do. I wanted to go skiing for a year. Unfortunately I picked one of the worst years to go do it. Cause it was a uh, drought year and we had no snow. Um, So that was a That's bummer. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, But it was still really, I learned a lot. I grew up a lot. You know, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, awesome. Uh, okay. How this one is kind of about um, racing and um, this was from someone on on Instagram, uh, but how do we manage our nerves on race day? I dance. Yes. I actually thought of you. I saw something on Instagram. I don't even know what it was. And someone was dancing on the pool deck before a race or or some uh, me and I thought of you. (laughs) I was like, that's Aaron."
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's something I've done since I was like. 13 was listen to music and kind of just like jump around and my style of dance per se has changed. I now do a lot of head banging. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, It helps me get more like amped up to race than Mm -hmm. like nervous to race. Because I think like the feelings of excitement and nervousness, like the physical symptoms of those are like, the exact same thing. Yeah. So the more that you can, like, teach your mind to interpret, like, the butterflies and, like, the hard time eating mm-hmm. and, the, like, slightly faster respiration, right? Like, the more you can interpret all those symptoms into excitement rather than, like, nervousness, like, the more prepared you're going to be for when yeah. that cannon goes off or the beep.
0: Yeah, 100%. Because, yeah, nerves are – really, nerves are very – about perception and what you – how you perceive them and how you look at them Um, because – and and in fact, they're really good, right? Like I think we've talked about this before. Like you need that – you need that response, right? You need your heart rate elevated. You need your respiratory system to be, you know, a little bit moving and in order because then you're ready to go. Um, Yeah, I am kind of the opposite I I need to not get like crazy amped up um, and rather just kind of be a little bit more move through my process and just, you know, no, for me, I just know that these nerves, one, they're going to go away the second the gun goes off. So I just kind of have to get to the start line. Um, But I tend to get a lot more quiet and um, more just focused on me and what I'm doing and making sure that I'm moving through each piece and I'm like checking the boxes. and I definitely like, I wish I had more of an ability, not wish I had, but like, I would love to listen to music and stuff beforehand, but I have nowhere to put my phone. <laughs> like, that sounds so yeah. stupid. <laughs> but I would love to, like, have headphones in up until the minute, pretty much, that we're, like, maybe in a hop in the water. Um, yeah, that would
1: be great. <laughs> not an option, but like, yeah, I'd
0: probably. Yeah. I don't know, like
1: 45 – I have, like, a whole timeline on my phone of when I do everything, but I think it's usually, like, 45 minutes. I do a pretty long, dynamic warm-up and, like, dance during that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the dancing's more just, like – it helps relax me and puts me in, like, a this-is-fun state of yeah. mind instead of, like, a you-have-to-do-this state of mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So – I And for me, yeah, it really comes down to just me knowing that, hey, these nerves are literally going to go away. Like, you won't feel them the second you start swimming. So they're here. Sit with them. They're okay. There's nothing wrong with them. The
1: other thing I will do that helps, and I do this when I'm like, need something, I guess, is I do try and talk to others sometimes in the swim crawl. Sometimes I'm completely silent and everyone, everything everyone does annoys me. But sometimes I like talking.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I found that um, I really kind of enjoyed a little bit of like chatting with some of the other girls in, in the swim corral this year, maybe because it's smaller and there's let right as the in the professional field, you're a little bit more, you're more removed. So I kind of enjoyed kind of chatting a little bit more. Um, and it just kind of kept me from not thinking as much So at the same time, I am wondering if that like didn't get me hyped up enough and ready to be like aggressive. And, and, but so I have to kind of maybe rethink things this year. Like how do I want to go about this about, cause and especially in the professional field, like there is no like easing into things. It is like wham, bam, get after it immediately when you like the gun goes off. And so you kind of have to be a little bit. I do think I need to be more amped up instead of as relaxed, and so I think I may need to change things up a little bit of like how I go about <laughs> prepping myself um yeah. for races. And like that's where everyone's different. Too. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um but I think the key thing with nerves is exactly what you said. They're their nerves excitement pressure it's all kind of going to provide the same stimulus and it's it's an important stimulus to um to have cuz it's actually getting you ready so um okay uh this one is a challenging one ish cuz uh, i mean not really but it i think that we could talk about it for a while but what helps build endurance more intensity Or volume? And I think that there's like a lot that goes into this answer um, from across the board. And it really depends on who the athlete is and where they are in their season, I think.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean... (laughs) Let's say because like the, the, the I real
0: think... answer, honestly, the real answer is both. I mean, you you need both.
1: If I were to train some run from childhood to adulthood, I guess. Um, I do think the best way to do it is to build this big, strong, like aerobic Engine. base, just doing a mm-hmm. lot of long stuff, not at a high intensity. And as they get older, you build in more intensity efforts, and then maybe you start throwing in the weights training and, like, get them more explosive. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's very rare that that's a situation that you can do. Um, So then I think it comes down to the athlete and the the athlete's history. Like, Mm
2: -hmm. Kayla knows
1: I have a very strong aerobic base, but not with the running and the bike. So we've got to build up just my body's ability to handle mostly the running um before adding the intensity but like if you're an athlete who only has five hours a week yes doing the next piece five hours of zone two effort is not gonna do a ton for you
0: yeah yeah 100 percent so, yeah, I think that's where you really have to sit down and you have to, like you said, you have to look at the background of the athlete. You have to look at um, how much time they have, um, where they are in a season. Like, are you six weeks out from a race? Because that could change how you look at things. Are you a year out from your race? You know, are you in the postseason? Like, there's so many pieces. Um but in reality, you want to try to find a good mixture of both um but I, one of the things that I think is one that is that is often miss not mis um uh overlooked is kind of the the benefit and the power that you can get from doing really short things like strides for twenty forties or thirty on thirty off, and you can really do. You can build a lot across the board. You can build a lot of volume. You can build a lot of aerobic endurance, but you can also um, increase your body's ability to activate and build mitochondria and everything by doing, um, like say a say you say you have say you have seventy minutes uh, of time to do a bike workout, doing fifty minutes of kind of zone two ish work and then 15 minutes of high intensity short stuff like 2040 is at 100%. So 20 seconds at 100% 40 seconds off. That's what 2040 is. Or even 30 second like like kind of like stride style work, you're going to actually get a lot of benefit from all angles from your anaerobic threshold and your aerobic threshold in And you're going to cover, so you're going to cover the whole spectrum in that 70 minutes. And so a lot of times I always see athletes, they're like, well, why aren't we doing any speed work? And it's like, well, we we actually are. You're doing strides three days a week at the end of your runs because you – we we have to build your body's resilient. Like maybe you're and someone who has niggles all the time. Maybe you're someone who is newer to running. Like, so you are doing actually a lot of speed work. So uh, there's like a misconception on what speed, like what intensity can look like sometimes. Um, yeah, Agreed. Okay. So this was actually a question that, um, is was definitely more geared towards me, but I really liked it. And so we're going to include it. Um, uh, it was from, I think her name is Sophie, but I could be totally wrong. She always asked me pregnancy questions, so I apologize Erin. I'm going to answer this question here okay. um, but it was, what discipline did i f- was the hardest for me to train during pregnancy? um so we'll answer that, and then we'll have I'm going to have Erin talk about um what was hardest for her to come back from after injury because I think it kind of correlates a little bit, and I like the concept of kind of correlating these um. Okay. So, uh, during pregnancy, I trained, I trained throughout my entire pregnancy across the board with both pregnancies, but they were completely different. Both of them are completely different. Um, with Skylar, for a lot of reasons, like with Skylar, I gained like six pounds immediately. And then I didn't gain any weight for a long time. With Baylor, I did not do that. I just kind of like slowly, steadily Gained the weight I needed to gain. um And I think that, I don't know why, but I feel like that kind of affected, changed how everything, how my body responded a little bit. But with, because with Skylar, I like never could swim as they got further and further along, like the longest I could swim was like 2K. Uh, with Baylor, I swam 3K the day that I went into labor, like no oh, wow. rounds. Yeah. So it was completely different. Um, and, And then with – and I was doing that, like, in the 50-meter pool, too. So it was, like, just so different. And I was was able to hold on to volume a lot better with Baylor. So, like, with Skylar, I had to drop volume pretty quickly. When I was pregnant with Baylor, I trained upwards – I trained 15 uh, max of, like, 15 hour average of 15 hours a week all the way through. Um, Wow. And with Skylar, I think I got – I was, like, by the last portion, it was, like, 10 hours a week. 10 to – Maybe 15 was like a huge week, and I was exhausted after it. Skylar, I had to stop running pretty early too. I think I stopped running with Skylar when I was pregnant with Skylar. I stopped running like 28 weeks. No, I'm before that. I stopped. Well, I think I was still running, but it was like let's run for 30 seconds and walk. (laughs) Let's run for 30 seconds and walk. Um, And I was maybe doing that once a week or so. And then I just walked the rest of it. Whereas with Baylor, I ran till I was similarly, but I think I made it to 32 weeks. Um, Well, yeah, 30 to 32 weeks. I made it a little bit longer. Running was the hardest for me though, because I carry extremely, extremely low. Like I carry my babies really, really low, which creates a lot of pubic symphysis pain and pelvic pain and back pain. Um, So. That was kind of how, you know, both of those those went. The running was the hardest. But it was like some people, it's just so different for everybody. Because some people can run, run forever when they're pregnant. And that was definitely the hardest one for me. Um, biking was easy. I biked, uh, again, with both kids. I biked the day I went into labor. Um, and um, swimming was medium. Swimming felt good with Baylor. I think it because he was so low and then the weight like lifted him off of my hips a little bit. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons I liked swimming so much when I was pregnant with Baylor. Um, it was also one of the hottest summers in like a 20 or a 40 year history. When I was pregnant with Baylor. So, oh, and I gave birth at the end of July, which is like prime summer timeframe. And um, I remember one day, I went out for my walk, my walk jog, and I was probably 30. So I gave, both kids came two weeks early. So I think I was like, oh gosh, I think this was right before Baylor was born. And it was 105 out or something like that. And I went out for my walk because why not? My walk jog. And some lady like drove by me, flipped around, came back and was like, should you be out here? <laughs> I was like. Yes, I have water. I am fine. (laughs) Like, like, because I've got, you know, a huge belly Did you know this woman? No, she was just in my neighborhood. Yeah. That's one of the things you get when you're pregnant is people think that you shouldn't do things, but.
1: Yeah, that's fun.
0: Yeah. And then I saw her later afterwards when I did give birth and I was walking the, the stroller and she goes oh you're the you're the pregnant lady who was out in the middle of the summer <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> yep yeah, not pregnant anymore <laughs> yeah kids are healthy thank you for your concern <laughs> yeah thank you yeah no I got that a lot when I was pregnant with Baylor because it was really hot out we had a really it was that it was like oh so I was 20 that was the year that Coeur d'Alene was like 106 degrees. Yeah. Um, that that race um and like people were like dropping like flies um so it was really hot so I think that's why I liked swimming so much when I was pregnant with Baylor um but yeah so that's kind of my story correlating that for you when you're coming back from like or having kind of an injury type of thing what is the hardest part for you to come back from like is it letting go of expectations yeah Yeah. That's actually one of the hardest parts about pregnancy, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, just letting your times and your watts be what they are and just Mm -hmm. know, like, you're improving through movement and trusting the process that you'll get back to where you
0: were. Yeah. Again, similarly, like I always correlate. Whenever people ask, like you can correlate being pregnant to having injuries because there are a lot of. You have to learn to let go. You have to learn to trust the process. You have to know that you are what you're doing, even if it's slow, is is benefiting you down the road um, and allowing your body, right, giving your body grace, like all those pieces. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which kind of leads me to a, another piece. So one of the things that I often see with athletes is like when they do have like a, a really a, a bad niggle. So like maybe something where, you know, they have foot, really bad foot pain. And we took, you know, we took a week off of running, but then we try it and it doesn't feel good. And so we're like, okay, well, we probably should take one more week off to like just really allow things to calm down because something else is probably going on. And then the number one piece that everybody always comes back to was like, well, if I'm not running, then I need to do more of everything. No. <laughs> yeah, no. There, <laughs> and that's what I always say because it's you know, especially if you're in that kind of acute where it, it's it's painful. Like you try, you took a week off from of running, and it's really painful. If it's one of those where you can't run, if it comes down to it, and you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to run for like four weeks. Through that four-week time frame, yes, you could you can increase the amount of times that you swim or bike, but sometimes when you're in that really acute stage, just you got to let your body calm down. Yeah. And just because you can't run for a week doesn't mean that in that week you need, you should, you know, again, as, as it goes on, where again, if it maybe comes down to the fact that you, you know, you're... Lucy Charles who broke her foot. She she increased her sewing and her biking. But in that first like time frame, you don't necessarily. And so it, it's a hard thing to do. But yeah. you really should you gotta let your body calm down. Yeah, for That's sure. Possible. Like it and you also don't
1: want to risk like injuring something else in the process. Yes. Like if your yes. shoulders aren't used to swimming 20k a week. Like that's not going to help you to do. No, because <laughs> then you're going to be out of swimming and running.
0: Exactly. Yes, that is a beautiful point that I I did not include as well when I was trying to have an athlete right now that I'm. We're going through something like this. And it. You know, especially, you know, she wants to really add a lot more biking, which I think is great. And I think down the road, like another week or so, if we're still not running, we will 100% want to add in a little bit more biking and another and more swimming. But again, my concern too is we're in this really acute stage where if we're having this foot pain and we add in a lot more biking, like maybe that's not going to allow the root cause that's causing the foot pain to calm down.
1: Yeah, you're still using your feet biking.
0: Too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, biking hurts my feet more than running. Me too.
0: Me too. <laughs> Me too. Yesterday during my bike, I had that exact thought. I was like, "Wow, my feet hurt right now. Like, <laughs> my toes hurt."
1: Honestly, know. I've gotten to the point where, like, I'm doing long rides, and the reason I'm excited to be done is I'm just I want my feet out of my
0: cleats. Yeah. That probably means that you need to change your cleat position.
1: Which I did, and it's helped my left foot significantly. It's still not as good as my right, but we're mm-hmm. getting closer.
0: Yeah. That definitely means that your um, cleat probably means your cleat position was funky. Because
2: yeah. um, that can make a huge difference in that. Yeah.
0: No. I, my issue with long rides lately has been, um, my neck and my shoulders Oh like, oh, just ready to be out of this position.
1: I and mean, you're like in a slightly new position yeah with I'm the still new getting, bike.
0: I think I'm still getting used to it. Yeah, I mean, it does take the body a little time. Because in reality it, I've really only been riding this bike since January for the most part. Technically, I got it in December, but I didn't really ride much in December, and so I really only. Yeah. I mean, it seems like I've had it for a long time, but, and it's a very much more aggressive position and it's a really, it's actually a very comfortable position and it's fast and I feel strong, but I can tell that my neck gets really tired in it still,
2: um, so I'm still getting used to it. So, um,
0: awesome. Well, those were our questions for the day. Yay. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) So, anything you want to add? Mm, nope. <laughs> so, yep. A little bit shorter episode here, but we answered some good questions, I think. Um, so, yeah. Happy training, everybody. If you've got racing, racing's coming up, which is crazy. Um, yeah. I, like, forget how many people
2: are racing um, already.
1: Like, There's yeah. all these like local races, I'm like, oh my
0: gosh, yeah, and I mean, we had the uh mesa half marathon and marathon last weekend, yeah, which I talked about doing, and then I just
1: I think I got sick and I was like mm-hmm. yeah,'m I'm
0: out I'm not doing that, <laughs> yeah. And it really kind of snuck up on me too. I had contemplated wanting to do the half marathon as like a big hard blowout session. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, that's in two weeks. So I was like, eh, no, I'm not, I don't want to do that. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't sign up when it seemed like a great idea.
0: I, yeah, because then it would have showed up and it would have been not a great idea.
1: <laughs> and that weather was miserable.
0: It was. It was like the worst, one of the worst weekends here. So cold and wet and rainy.
1: Um. I went to the Waste Management Open, which if you don't know, is like a big golf tournament in Phoenix. Um, But it's also known as like kind of a drinking fest. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: they ended up cutting off alcohol sales at two because it was just such a disaster with like people sliding down in the mud. And because it was so muddy, people were like congregated into these tight. Spots because it just had been raining for like 72 hours before.
0: Yeah. Skylar went to the waste management tree, waste management golf.
1: I hope he did not go Saturday.
0: (laughs) He did. And it was crazy. Did he? Saturday. How'd he do? He he did great. My my parents took him um, because he had a, um, Brandon's company had extra, tickets and so they let him go and um it, he was a little overwhelming with all the people um but he had a lot of fun he got to walk he followed they followed jordan spieth around and so he walked with and that's like his favorite golfer and um and so he got to and we actually saw him on tv we saw skylar and my mom and dad oh no. yeah so he had a lot of fun um it was probably a little overwhelming for him probably not the best tournament for him to go to but um, I
1: think if you go like Wednesday, Thursday it's yep.
0: fine. Mhm. Yeah. But
1: Saturday people were acting a fool.
0: <laughs> yes, and that was a definitely I think was a bit of the overwhelming piece just a lot of people, a lot of noise. But Once they once they they kind of left where they were sitting and they went and walked. Um about and, that like, went and found jordan spieth and then walked with him and that's when because there wasn't quite as many people like walking there was still a lot but it wasn't as many um yeah. following along and um, well yeah. those that are
1: walking are probably the actual golf fans and not the ones who are there to get hammered, yeah
0: so yep yeah, less there was less drinking and less ca- yeah. chaos and he was able to get pretty close to him and see him and um yeah jordan spieth is his favorite so he had a lot of fun he just loves golf in general, so. He really does. Um, yeah. It's just all he wants to do is play golf. Um, so. Alrighty. Well, I have some work I got to do and I got to go lift because we're taking the kids to um, taking the kids to the zoo today. No. Taking the afternoon off of everything. No work. You guys no. coming down to the Phoenix Zoo? no we're just going to the wildlife one that's here in glendale or whatever that is yeah um so i don't know we want they've been wanting to go for a while so that's awesome taking the zoo so all right everybody again um we'll be back next week answering your questions and going over any topics you want us to go over and then you can send it to us via you can send us questions via the website or um always on instagram great place to send us questions um we usually try to get like a little question box up one of us does uh, at some point during beforehand so keep an eye (laughs) out for that and anytime you have topics or questions you want us to answer please send us send them our way and we'll do our best to answer them so We'll chat with you guys next week and everybody have a great week of training or work or life. And yeah, happy mid February, everybody. Woohoo!